Welcome to the Crossing Church Rewind. We are back and better than, well, we'll wait and see how this podcast goes to say we're better than ever. We're at least back for now. We're brought to you by the teaching team of the Crossing Church of Westminster, Colorado, where we dive a little deeper and explore a little further the ideas and themes shared from this past weekend at the Crossing Church. My name is Pastor Nathan. I will be your host today. I'm the creative arts and teaching pastor here at the, Cre- at the Crossing Church. Ooh. Off to a rough start. To my left, joining me today is... Hey, I'm Pastor Leslie. I'm the children and family pastor here at The Crossing. And to my right this weekend, speaker, lead pastor, and oh. Packers fan extraordinaire. Oh, just just Brian right now. I'm still heartbroken. Just What are you heartbroken over? The Packer loss and Tom Brady ho- hoisting the, uh, the NFC Championship trophy. In Lambeau Field. Thanks. Sorry, I didn't know if you knew that. Uh, yeah. Well, we are back, as I mentioned, and we are really sorry for the hiatus that we took. There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes here I wish you could see, but... Uh, I'm really happy y'all can't. It's probably better. We'd get a PG-13 rating, possibly. But we are back. Sorry for the break, the hiatus. We just kind of... Well, we had to shift everything around schedule-wise at the church due to COVID and different things. And if we're honest, it's all my fault. Yep. Pretty much. I hear you make a great kindergarten teacher, though. I'm adding it to my resume. I had to be a kindergarten teacher a few days a week at home for this online schooling through COVID. And I will tell you the number of times I've lost my cool and said, it's red. Just write the word red. It's a square. This is kindergarten. Your shirt says love anyways. <sighs> and it wasn't red. It was pink. It probably was. My shirt is pink. Um, no, they're uh, online schooling for a kindergarten. It's cute. Did you know that we still have, we, they have to do gym class online as yep. a kindergartner. Yeah, my son has weightlifting online two times a week. <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> yeah, no, totally did that. I was, mm-hmm. So, uh, but it was basically because of her school shift. Um, we shifted our schedules around and uh, I didn't work on Mondays, which is when we normally recorded the podcast. We tried to adjust our schedules, but mm. it was not, it, it was not working. It was hard for all of us to try and make it a priority with everything else we had going on. And COVID kind of made things, uh, you know, just interesting as well oh, like, we're back we're back we're back yep. we are back, Welcome back. Mm. so like one person in this room right now recognizes this song from their childhood mr Carter. it's not the millennials that's yeah. for sure i know the reference but i don't think i've ever seen a show john travolta was vinnie barbarina john travolta might actually be a name that we have to think about too I'm just telling just you about the show. It was actually pretty funny. So, but we are back and we are glad to be podcasting again. We really did enjoy it before and we're sorry for the break, but we, uh, we hope to keep doing this. And we also want to hear from you um, to kind of help us shape this podcast a little bit. Uh, we were asking for your input and your emails for months as we started this podcast. <laughs> Couldn't get a single response. <laughs> Didn't get a single response um, until we realized that nobody had set up the email for podcasts across the church. <laughs> So I apologize if you ever emailed us and uh, we didn't take any of your words uh, to heart because we didn't ever read them. But you can email us at podcast at crossingchurch.org. Well, let's move into some new business at the church we actually have joining us. We didn't introduce him at the beginning because we're not letting him talk much. Uh, <laughs> and we're not letting him stay long. You know, we just we just want to get the word out. We have hired a new youth director. He's the director of youth director, Mr. Cameron Ray. Where's Woo! the applause? There it is. There we it don't is. have a. That, uh, we don't have the button for that. Oh, sorry, that wasn't the applause button, man. That works. This is nice. I'm fulfilling like every millennial's dream. You started a podcast and talking on a podcast. Yeah, you're feels done. good. Check it off your bucket list. I'm done. This is it. That's my two minutes. See That's you guys. How, how old are you as of yesterday? I just turned 28. 
My which uh, some seniors found out that I'm like, that's 10 years older than them. And they're like, wow, you're so old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 10 yeah. years older than you. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I've now hit that stage where I'm no longer the young on, I'm, I'm not the young people on staff, but I'm not the old people yet. I'm not like quite in your camp, but yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of that weird bridge in the middle where I just don't know what to do with my life. But even that's a weird spot, isn't it? It is odd. I'm checking new boxes on every form I fill out. Like I'm no longer in the age group I want to be in anymore. I'm like, it's tough, but we do have a, a one camera. You were actually the interim youth pastor, youth worker, youth director, of youth director, dude. Youth, I dude. Like youth I was dude. the youth guy, the youth guy, yeah. youth guy for a little while. So you've been around, you know, what's going on here at the church and, and you still chose, no, I'm sorry. You were excited to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. excited to come in and take this new opportunity. Talk a little bit about your heart for ministry, a little bit of the calling into this position and uh, yeah, we'll get to know you a little bit. Yeah. Against my better judgment. <laughs> I decided to come on. No, uh, so I actually went my first year of school at Southern Nazarene University was shout out for yeah shout out not a sponsor yeah not, <laughs> not yet not yet yeah. we're working on that yeah. I went uh, for a full year of a ministry youth ministry major and then I kind of switched did the business thing so it's always been something kind of that I've enjoyed and felt called to me and I kind of like shoved it in the backside and then uh, shouldn't have said that let's start over. <laughs> I put it on the back burner. You can email Brian at crossingchurch.org. <laughs> put Mark's email. It, it all goes. It all ends up on Brian's desk eventually. So this probably won't be the first time that somebody goes to Brian because of something you said. You are the youth dude. So. This, yeah, yeah, I feel like as a youth dude, I'm supposed to like walk the line of funny, inappropriate youth humor. Well, right? what what, hap- what happens every single time is something goes wrong. Something breaks at the church. Somebody finds something. Like like Leslie actually like, posted uh, something about a pumpkin, a rotten pumpkin. pumpkin in the kitchen. And, and she was to ask, well, what, what anybody know anything about this? And they just, yeah, it's the youth. It's got to be the youth that did it. Yeah, actually that pumpkin, uh, someone was supposed to take that. One of the youth asked for that pumpkin specifically. I didn't know they didn't take it. Yeah, it was gross. So That's, I made Ben move it because he so has it was no sense So it was a youth problem. It was yeah. a youth problem. It was the youth. And it, this is going to happen for a long time. We're just going to blame. Now that we have a youth guy too, the only thing I'm upset about is you have a background in business and then you worked in finance for a little bit. Yep. You're Which still is the slacker. I'm the slacker still. Like I've yeah. always used the youth leader to, to kind of at least be not the worst at turning in credit card receipts <laughs> and budgets and everything. Yeah. And, and I You're, can keep kind of a messy office and I'm still not the worst because the youth pastor always has the worst. And like I'm over two right now. Yeah. I got to take pride in that. The finance background is definitely going to help me just look better than you, which is really the only goal I have. <laughs> that is most people's point. goal at the church and they're all doing really well at it too. Honestly. From the uh, let's 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 change you know switch gears a little. Thanks, but from, Delilah. From, yeah, ooh, Delilah. <laughs> so we uh, one of the. <laughs> I need HR. <laughs> that's that's a whole nother old reference. So so Cameron, on a serious on a serious note, from the standpoint of COVID and what's been going on these days, and uh, what, what what are the youth uh, feeling and going through and dealing with these days, and how do you see yourself maybe uh, walking with and being a part of that, helping them? Yeah. So as all the parents know, you see one side of it, whereas, I mean, all the, like you taught kids, which that's got to be really, really fun. Like no. Being the, being the preschool teacher. No. Uh, so that side of it, just not being able to have the community, have the connection with school is super, super rough. And I think every single time you ask for prayer requests, the very first thing is always, I want to go back to school. 
we need to go back to school. Which kids never used to say. Right? <laughs> right? It was always like, please let me get through to the weekend. And now it's, I really miss my friends. I really miss my activities. Like sports are gone. Theater's gone. Choir's gone, et cetera, et cetera. And just missing that in their life is really, really taking a toll. And you see like a rise of anxiety and depression, um, which is definitely uh, relevant here too. So just being part of it, I think Wednesday nights and just the community that we kind of have with the youth is a good outlet for that. I mean, you get to see some friends, you get to have some fun, you get to kind of like separate from that kind of dis- depressing state of sitting on your, uh, your bed and just listening to zoom classes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Wednesday nights at six 30 till eight. And then Sunday, there's a Sunday school at nine 45. That's, that's correct. the two foundational things right now. That's correct. And that's what we're rolling with. And we're excited to have you on. And uh, for those of you that might not have been in service, you need to go to Facebook or our social media. We did a little hard hitting interview with Cam that we showed in service. It really wasn't that hard hitting, but uh, it was pretty funny. Um, and please make fun of him for the fact that he didn't know who JG Wentworth was. He said it was JD Wentworth. Which, I don't know who well, he is. First either. of all, on the streets, it's JD because <laughs> the D stands for dollar. I know him personally. Another, I was a finance guy. Another good save. You another good know. save. Yeah, I like wouldn't know. We asked also, well, actually, the, the premise of the video was we set Cam at a table and we had a bunch of questions written out that he had never seen before. And so he had to pull them up and just go like one was you know which part of the taco would you be yeah yeah and i'd like to clarify that one yeah I you, made, you got in a little heat didn't I, you? I assaulted all lactose intolerant yes people, you did which is i'd said it when you get off th- to a good start i was thinking of my lovely wife who cannot have dairy um, <laughs> so you don't so really like her. her yeah i just make it fun yeah. of her it's an oxymoron i think <laughs> <laughs> well interestingly enough uh, one of the things that's that's interesting about cameron is i, I talked multiple times to him making sure this is what he had to do like to be obedient to god uh, literally weird as it is as a pastor people that are called to ministry have to know that they know that they know or they shouldn't do it because mm-hmm. uh it's just it's just there's too much uh craziness involved and Cameron has a, a an interesting mix. I know he actually likes to read. I know he listens to a lot of different podcasts. Well, does he read books? Yeah, probably. Unlike myself, but he, but he, uh, Picture, that's that's pictures. an old reference. That's an old reference to past podcasts. But you, uh, you you're going to do a music video this week, right? There's uh, there's going to be some involvement with. Well, that. now it's out there. I mean, no, you, like, you like you like sports stuff. I mean, I mean, there's yeah. a lot. There's a strange, uh, wonderful, eclectic. Uh, how about that? How about that? Fun. I'm a theological wizard. I don't think that was actually theological. No, but he's going to, you're going to relate to a lot of people. That little, that little gift mix. That's kind of bizarre. And I've never in my life heard of a finance major that ends up being called to youth ministry. I think that's wonderfully ironic. There's only one, there's only one major negative I can think of with him. What's that? I mean, he roots for the chiefs. Mm. Mm. Sorry. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. So, uh, someone's in the Super Bowl, but <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> well, we are excited about the future, and we'll probably have you back on from time to time to rap with us and uh, maybe make music videos together. I don't know. Why are we rapping? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> hey, look, Canada put out maybe one of the greatest one-hit wonders of rap in history. Uh, his name was Snow. Mm. Mm. 
Informer. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> under 30. Still, yeah, I'm millennials. All right. Well, wow. Cam, thanks for joining us. We will uh, let you go get back to uh, whatever youth pastors do during the week. Yeah. I don't know. And we will begin to dig into this rewind here. But thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Cam, guys. you can email Brian at crossingchurch.org to complain. If uh, No, we're <laughs> excited to have Cam on board. So let's dig into the rewind here. We are in week two of a brand new series called The Good Life. The good life. Um, but it's really wrapped around this section in the Sermon on the Mount called the Beatitudes. It's the very beginning of what we would call the Sermon on the Mount in the Gospel of Matthew. This idea that uh, seems very upside down, especially to us, on who is blessed and who is kind of going to help usher in or already living in this kingdom of God. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago, um, I actually preached that week on Blessed are the Poor in Spirit. And just a quick summary in case you weren't able to listen. And, and just a reminder, you can always go to crossingchurch.org to catch all the old sermons, all the old podcasts, um, and all the old services as well if you want to catch up on any of these. So blessed in the poor in spirit. Uh, as Jesus was talking here, it was interesting because the way Matthew leads into this Sermon on the Mount is kind of this uh, march of Jesus from um, the beginning of uh, Matthew starts with his birth and it talks about uh, then the temptation of the desert and his ministry begins. He's calling his disciples. He's going through towns and preaching in their temples uh, and healing the sick. And there's this mass group of people that begin to follow him everywhere he goes, which why wouldn't you follow this guy that's performing miracles and you're seeing some really cool things. And he's saying things that you're just like, well, wait a minute, I've never heard it said like that before. And so that's the lead in into the, uh, into the Beatitudes, into the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus kind of retreats up this hillside. And as far as we know from scripture, he's specifically talking to four disciples, but there's a large crowd around that are also hearing everything he has to say. And he launches into these seemingly upside down counter-cultural blessings. You know, it's not blessed are the rich or blessed are the powerful or blessed are the smart or blessed are the perfectly, uh, or the, the, those who keep the Torah or the law perfect or the most spiritual, it's blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are those who mourn and the peacemakers. And essentially to boil down two weeks ago, blessed are the poor in spirit was this idea, the word Ani is what is used there and translated to poor um, and a first century Jewish reader and, and the disciples would have a connection that would tell you that it's more than just um, economically poor. It's more than just destitute, which there is definitely a connotation to this poor, but it's poor in spirit and it, it's recognizing that you depend on God. Blessed are those who recognize their need for God. Blessed are those who recognize their need for a savior but also that because you have been saved, because you have been rescued, because of this, you are now, in a sense, to pay it forward to people who uh, don't have what you have. So, uh, I mean, and this is fundamentally everything we hear when we, the early church in Acts was they began to live together and help one another along and share their needs and essentially living poor in spirit. And one of the interesting things about the Beatitudes is they tend to just build one on top of another. And it's just like uh, compounds and compounds and each Beatitude just adds more depth uh, to the one that was said before. And so this week we get into blessed are those who mourn, which again, great week for you to be preaching it after the Packers got robbed with a bad penalty call. Thanks. Thanks for the, thanks for the memories. Yeah, I just want I'm, you to, I want you to, I'm live, working, I'm, I'm processing through the, the live, morning. Live what you're preaching, man. And that's, I, I am, I, I did. And I shared that and uh, Rockies fans, you can feel some of the pain as well with the Ugh. loss of Nolan, but, but the whole building upon one another. And I, when I first heard blessed are those who mourn following the fact that blessed are the poor in spirit and a total dependence on God, 
I'm like, oh, great. If we're going to do this Jesus way, we got to be good at, you know, crying and, and emotion <laughs> and weeping and a, a depth of sadness. And well, there's some truth in that. There, 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 there is, there, there is some reality there. But when I first heard mourn, I was, I was kind of generalizing what that actually meant. I, I thought that was just more of a, an emotional response that was only connected to, uh, honestly, the first thing I talked about was, was pain. And, and so there is a definite connection between mourning and pain and the fact that he comforts us and he is the primary place to go. When people are mourning, they can go a lot of other places to get comfort. And he obviously, God is the, is the right place to go. But then as I explored this further, I, you know, I realized that there's a mourning for the fact that, uh, we were sinful, we're sinful people. And, and there's, there's that aspect that we have to deal with. And, and I went a little nuts uh, yesterday. It's fun to say yesterday, being back on Monday. You did uh, also, you preached for a while. Yeah, it got shorter. The first service, 8.30 yesterday, was long. We went right that to the countdown. I mean, it was ridiculous. So, <laughs> yep. so it, yeah, it got a little better. But, but, but the whole idea that, and, and by 11 o'clock, I said that, that sin is despicable. And when, when we, we should get to a point where it makes us, you know, throw up a little bit, we're sick to our stomach. It's just so, it's so something that we could confess and repent that, uh, so, so it's, it certainly is a, there's a pain aspect and also a, a sin aspect that has to do with this morning. And I also threw uh, one other thing out, but, but that was the sin infected world, but you know, thoughts, Leslie, what do you think? Um, I think one of the really key things that I loved about the sermon was we're looking at the whole human experience here. We're not just saying Christians have to be happy, have everything together, never experience hardship. We're actually saying, and Jesus is saying, in the hardship of whether it's yours personally, whether it's sin you are struggling with, whether it's sin the nation or the world is struggling with, there is a depth of emotional words, verbs, feelings <laughs> that are being experienced. And I had a, a lobby conversation with somebody and um, she's like, the part that stood out to me was a scripture passage that said they put ashes on their face. And she's like, we don't know when people are mourning anymore. And we just treat everyone like their life is perfect. Yeah, We put up a facade that, um, that says it's all, we got mm-hmm. it all together. And, and the reality is, is, is we're all, we all, especially through this, uh, pandemic time have been a little bit on edge, a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit, a little bit wondering like what's next or when is it going to end? Or are we going to go back to normal? Is there a new normal? And then we're stressed and then we're worried and then we're fearful and then we're overwhelmed. And it's a lot of emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a roller coaster. All of those things. Yeah. So yeah. it's, I think it's really important to understand that, that we're going to deal with those. But what stood out, what stood out to me is the fact that he really does bring comfort and, and there should, and I think comfort and, and one of the things that I didn't get to talk about enough yesterday was the idea that, that that comfort also is related to peace. And so many people are searching for peace right now, and he's the answer. Well, yeah, and, and there's almost a sense, um, you know, mourning and lamenting are a huge part of our scriptures, right? Like there's this giant chunk of our scriptures dedicated to mourning and lamenting. I mean, there's a book called Lamentations. There's a number of Psalms that are used um, as kind of lamentation Psalms and mourning. I mean, Jesus weeps a couple times. Uh, he cries for his friend Lazarus when Lazarus passed. Like it, there's a sense 
and I get reading through this, this blessed are those who mourn, it's almost as if Jesus is saying, blessed are those who allow themselves to access those emotions mm-hmm. and work through them. Because uh, I know at least in my life, and I'm pretty sure this is a universal cross, like if we don't deal with those things, if we don't access them, God doesn't comfort because we're not allowing God to comfort. Like we don't, if we can't work through these actual depths of emotions, we can say it's all nice. Like, Hey, you know, if you're sad, go to God. But like, we actually have to open up about it. We actually have to allow God into those spaces and we have to mourn and lament and it's okay. Yeah. One of my favorite things that you said, Pastor Brian, was suffering can expand our understanding of how much God loves us. And just even the act of suffering, being in that space of grief opens up our eyes to see that we have the great comforter mm-hmm. who mm. is sitting with us in our grief. It's the f- like, it's the whole reason we have God incarnate. Jesus knows pain. We can go to God because God knows pain. I hate being comforted by somebody who's never had anything terrible happen to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll get through this. You have no idea what I'm going through. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like, it could always be worse. Like that's not helpful in any respect whatsoever. But, uh, but what'd yeah. you get, what'd you guys think about when I, when I also threw out the, that God absolutely 100% loves us and comforts us, but he also, he also hates sin. What'd y'all, what'd y'all think? what y'all, what went through your mind there? Uh, the first thing that went through my mind was a Hamilton lyric. <laughs> Hate the sin, love the sinner. Um, that was the yeah. first thing that went through my Do mind. Do you have like a little Lin-Manuel Miranda on your shoulder that pops up like an angel? Oh yeah, sometimes. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, did a, I did a quiet amen in the back. I was taking... I took a lot of notes yesterday because we were all jazzed. We were podcasting again. We're like, well, we're going to have to listen to the sermon now. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have you back. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, It was one of those. It was one of those things where I I'm personally struggling with that right now of like hating the sin, loving the sinner. Cause to me, it's so intertwined that I'm like, I don't know how I can love you right now. Cause I hate what you're doing. Um, my, my other, my issue though is, is I get that struggle and I, and I understand that after all these years of ministry, certainly, but it's also, you know, how about from the God perspective though? Yes. Was that where you're going? Yeah, well, I interrupted where, you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I, that's exactly where I was going yeah. was God has this ability to not struggle in that tension. Right. God sees his children and I'm not a parent. I don't know what love of a child looks like to say, I hate what you did, but man, I, I, I love you. I will, I will die on the cross for you. I don't know that kind of unconditional, lavish, reckless love that God has. And I think I need, I need to get better at being able to say, God, I don't get it. Well, and I think we have a tendency to, when we use a phrase like love, uh, the sinner, hate the sin, who, um, we have a timeline that we need that sin removed from in order to properly <laughs> love you. Yeah. Like, like I, I mean, conditional. I, I, I love, yes, yeah, very conditional. And, and that's and, where the unconditional part yeah. is got. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's, it's on, it's unhealthy. Um, I, I don't dislike the phrase, but I know it's definitely been abused um, because we're human and broken. Right. And, but we've abused it as in, well, I love you, but I hate what you're doing, which is a very judgmental way of saying, Super just judging. like, yeah. Hey, don't do that. Um, so I, I think we have to be cautious because mm-hmm. we don't have that unconditional aspect of things that God has. And I think, you know, obviously God's timeline is a little different and he can look down on us and yeah, there's some things there that we need to work out, but 
we don't we don't have that unconditional, but I actually think God can help us to get more there. Yeah. You know, I think I think that's what I think that's what he does want from us to be able to have that same kind of love that he has. We're not going to ever be that. We're not going to be perfect. But I do think that that's something that's that's a growth process. Absolutely. And 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 I think one of the things that helps us that way is to access some of these emotions, like the ability to mourn, to open up in and even the ability to go okay, you know, this love the sinner, hate the sin thing is great, but I've kind of used it in a wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I need to mourn the way that that I've abused that idea in my humanness. So I'm accessing it. And, you know, as God's saying, blessed are those who are able to do that. Mm-hmm. In a sense, I feel like God's saying, or Jesus in this, is he's like, blessed are those who can do their inner work. Blessed are those who can like access their emotions, their feelings, work through it, be willing to look back and go, I was wrong and I can change and I want to move forward. One of the, one of the, the third thing that I talked about in this was just the whole sin infected world. And one of the things I didn't get to talk about, I actually had, you know, a little bit of Monday beating myself up over that would have, that might've been a, you know, just second guessing, which is probably a bad thing to do, trying to do what the Holy Spirit wants what? me never, to do. Never, 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 never preached ne- and went back and yeah, went, well, I yeah. could have done that better. Yeah. I've well, never said well, that. Well, the, the idea that, you know, and, and I might have some of these facts wrong, so help me. I mean, I know I'm a theological wizard. I but. am a theological wizard. Yeah. Well, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Ooh, I think I forgot that ended. <laughs> but but the idea of when he's actually when the ministry is actually coming to a close at the end and he's riding in on the donkey and the whole thing and he weeps when you when you said when you said that you mm-hmm. know Jesus wept. Well, he wept over Jerusalem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's that, what I, and that that's, aspect. And so I'm thinking that part of what was going on there inside of him was he had done this ministry, had shared with so many people, he had had so many conversations. He knows he's about to die. And he sees, you know, in my mind, I know probably not, you know, he sees the city lights, he sees what's going on and he, and it just moves him to tears because they, they don't fully understand. And and I think that's where our sin infected world, that's part of what I was trying to say with the mourning is I think we should mourn at that level at, at, at just all of the craziness going on these days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, there's so much, and there always, there really always has been mm-hmm. so many things. It's just that sometimes the, the focus shifts mm-hmm. right from here to there. Cause I mean, I didn't grow up in the sixties and seventies, but as I look back, pretty sure there were some big things going on at that time that were worth mourning over. Like, mm-hmm. um, hammer pants in the eighties. We should be very, uh, looking, we need to repent of that sin that happened in our culture. The mullet, the mullet <laughs> is making a comeback. Yeah, it oh. is. It is. Uh, no, sorry, not to so make it was l- the middle part. Yeah, my hair's almost there. I see, I've gotten two tiny trims during all of COVID. So anyway, <laughs> I digress. It's my COVID quaff. Anyway, um, not to make light of the, this ineffective thing. I just think we have we have to understand that. I, I don't know if we're going to see it'll get better for a little bit, or we think we get it gets better for a little bit. But man, the, the enemy's fighting, and there's always something else that, that we're going to shift to. Because right now we can be we can be very upset about racial inequality and equity, and we can work towards it. And you know, and what however many years we get it and we fix it, and you know, hopefully, mm-hmm. it's not over though. Like there's other things then that are going to be taking place, and I, I think that's sometimes worth mourning over. It's like, man, there's there's just a lot of work to do, and sometimes you just want to take a break. Yeah, I think we should, you know, just mourning the, the, I think that like oftentimes in scripture, there are places where I don't know, it doesn't say that God was in heaven shaking his head, but I mean, he did get a little irritated at the whole flood and all of that kind of thing. But there was, but there were, but there were situations where, where we just, I think the mourning takes place and we need comfort, 
but we also have responsibility then to to be who he's called us to be in all of the the craziness, the divide, the things that are going on. What can what can we do about it? It just it could look overwhelming and just think, well, the world's just going to hell in a handbasket. So that's so we, we can't do anything. But what can we do that we, brings light to situations? Love. Oh, we love anyone. anyway. Okay, it's right there on this. I like I gave you the cliff notes right here. <laughs> so. <laughs> Easy. Come on. I'm, ve- I'm very familiar with the cliff notes from back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. My, my kids tell me there's a lot of other resources now besides cliff notes, but all I had was cliff notes. Oh, you had those little yellow physical books. Yes, like exactly. I, I'm, I'm ne- impressed you know that. I, I even knew that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. I had, I had okay. to use one, but now it's like all online. You can just go, you know. Hey, it's, it's, pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty bad when you actually, if you know anything about cliff notes, is they had a summary in the back of each chapter in the cliff notes. Sometimes you just need so a you, summary you you of the, the cliff summer. notes. Yeah. You mm-hmm. read the cliff note of the cliff notes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is much. how I got through college. I mean, not every time. Not every time, but, oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm excited about this Beatitude series, The Good Life, really living into kind of what Jesus is suggesting is part of the good life, how we live into this. And it's not necessarily what the culture thinks. You know, it, right now, the culture is about power and wealth and money and buying GameStop stock for some reason. And yeah. like, I don't even know what's going on, but um, Jesus is telling us there's this other way and it, it involves more than just you. If you look at the Beatitudes too, they're very like, they really smack anybody who's selfish in the face. Like mm-hmm. you cannot be selfish and live into this kingdom of God as, as Jesus is describing here. Yeah. The Beatitudes. the Beatitudes are about God's righteousness, not self's righteousness. Right. And I think that's, and as Christians, like, people are inherently prideful. (laughs) Like we're like, oh, righteousness, that means I'm perfect. And it's like, no, 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 no. Righteousness means God's perfect. Right. But I'm entirely sanctified. Oh boy. Yeah, three (laughs) minutes ago. When I was- Took you nine years. (laughs) That's a Nazarene inside joke. We'll explain it on another podcast. Sorry. When I was- Whoa, I'm stuck in a wire. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a while since we podcast. Thank you for bearing with us. We're still learning how to do this. Again. When I was doing some research, I'll be preaching in a few weeks. Um, this quote stood out to me that said, perhaps rather than describing the Beatitudes as kingdom requirements, we could describe them as effective words of grace that portray the aspirations we have for life in the kingdom. Yeah, I, I like. I, I found something that talked about it's a way of life, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's and and it's a way of life that you're not going to expect. This next week, I get to get into the meek, and I'm Are you like giving us a preview. I, I mean, maybe, but I'm just saying the meek, and and so what the beatitudes, what you think they are on the surface is gonna it's gonna be more than that, mm-hmm. and that's what's kind of it always about. is, and there's always, always that depth to it, which I, I love, and on the surface level, uh, it it's very countercultural, right? It's very like that that doesn't seem right. Like the meek inherit the earth. Like, come on. Yeah. That's not how, that's not how this whole world's worked up until now. I don't know how it's going to change now, but there's, there's depth. There's something more. Um, and in some aspect, what Jesus is doing when I was researching for mine too, when he's saying these things is he's, he's blessing people that are already living in this kingdom ethic and they may not even know it. They may not even understand that they're doing it because it's so, outside of how we would think you're supposed to be living in this world to, to really make it. He's going, no, blessed are you who are actually already doing some of the right things. And I'm loving the whole idea that he did the unheard of. Like he didn't do what the, their expectation was for the Messiah to do. It's what it's, he did it. Well, his way, he his, did it his way, but it was unheard I of. It. Did it. Oh, sorry, yeah, I it, but it was surprising. And, and that's how I finished the sermon. And that's how we can wrap this up with the idea that, Jesus surprised a lot of people the way he handled uh, situations and circumstance, and we should probably be surprising people too with uh, 
with our love and, and, and our understanding of, of why we're here. Yeah, we, we talk about how, especially the Sermon on the Mount, the scriptures, they're so countercultural. Um, and, and in a sense, they really, really were not as much to the Jewish culture, though. Like he's calling them back to the Levitical laws and he's mm-hmm. telling them, like, this is what you guys already know to be true. But it still smacks in the face of countercultural because, you know, Roman occupied uh, area, power, wealth, da da da. But are the Beatitudes still countercultural to us today? Have we also kind of forgotten our way? And when we look at these, go, whoa, that's no doubt a about challenge it. to live up to. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that's maybe where I struggle as I study more and more into them. I'm like, Oh, I got, I got a ways to go. Yep. <laughs> Me too. I got more well, work to do. Well, the, the meek definition has to do with uh, humility at the, at its core. So I'm uh, the that's... most humble person that you <laughs> have ever met. Yeah. I'm yeah, Canadian. Just, I'm just I, like naturally yeah. humble. Yeah. All, I, all I have to do is ask you. I just, I'll tell you how humble I am anytime you want to talk about it. Well, let's wrap this up with one quick question here. I, I, I hate to keep, you know, bringing up old wounds, but we did talk about mourning quite a bit. We got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. Tom Brady's playing in his 10th Super Bowl. Mm. He's played in like 40% of all Super Bowls. I think it's ridiculous. Um, going up against uh, the Chiefs, your son-in-law's mm. favorite team. Yeah, yeah. What are you most looking forward to at the Super Bowl this year? Well, I really do. I really do enjoy just the team aspect of football. So my, my answer is I want to see a really good game, but I really want to see Patrick Mahomes go back to back. So I want the Chiefs to win. I hope it's a great game. Tom Brady's just everywhere. It's mad respect for him, I have He's to admit. He's almost the same age as you. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's not go crazy. <laughs> He's not parking in handicap park. <laughs> oh, edit that. Sorry, my bad. I'll edit that out. <laughs> so, Pastor Leslie... Ah, uh, snacks. <laughs> snacks. 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 Uh, snacks. I like snacks. I like dips. I yum, do yum, like. Yum. I do like Super Bowl food. I think we're gonna. I don't do even some... know if we're doing. Are we coming to your house? I don't know what's going I don't, on. You can. I'm gonna make <laughs> wings. I'm planning on wings for the Super Bowl. Sounds good, like we're it's coming good over. Super Bowl food. Super Bowl. I do make chili for the Super Bowl a lot too. Some homemade chili. Well, then so we're definitely coming. We're... <laughs> um, As a Browns fan, how are you looking forward to the Super Bowl? Yeah. What's a Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> that says it all. Uh, it's a bowl that holds your soup. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we've never been. I don't know. Uh, At least you made it to the playoffs. We did, make, we did make it to the playoffs. We beat our arch rivals in yeah. the playoffs. You know, it was it was very good. Um, I'm looking, I always like the commercials and the music. I'm sure this year is going to be a little different. There's going to be like 70% of the commercials that are probably going to look like some parody of a Zoom commercial or a Zoom meeting because that's all they can old. think of. It's going to get old real quick. After the second one. And then the music this year, I don't even know. Is it? Is the, it The weekend? The weekend. I think it is. I mean, I like Blinding Lights. That's I'll say that. Uh, my favorite Super Bowl halftime show, though. I mean, Bruno Mars brought the house down when he did it. Prince, mm. U2. Yeah, where do you buy a cape? I, and a cane? Like... That man had style. He did. So I liked the sharks. The, sh- the left shark when Katy Perry did it. I forgot all about the uh, cultural phenomenon that was left shark. Does the does the weekend guy, which I don't know his name, does he still have that hair that flops over weird? No, and he doesn't look right anymore. Oh, I haven't liked him since he cut it off. Okay, you all gotta right. go That's with all the I know. That's you all gotta I know. go with the crazy hair. Is all I'm saying. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Crossing Church Rewind. As always, you can find more information out about our church at Crossing Church. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram, or if you have any questions,
comments or concerns, you can email us at podcast at crossingchurch.org. And if you'd like to financially support the ministries of the church that go on here, you can do that online at crossingchurch.org slash give. As always, you can join us online for church Saturdays at 5, Sundays at 8.30, 9.45, and 11. I'm trying to remember all the time. Yes, that There's was a right. Lot of Good them. job. Yeah, you got it. Gold yeah. star. And if you want to join us in person, you can on Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9.45, and 11 a.m. Thanks for checking in with us this checking in with us this week. It's it's the first week back. We'll mm. get there. We'll get there. Red leather, yellow leather, red. We'll get there. Thanks for checking in with us this week. Thanks for listening. Take a moment to share the podcast with your friends and your family and tune in again next week. We kicked a field goal. Field goal with the MVP on the sidelines. Are we talking sports ball? Always. <laughs>